Hello everyone and welcome to Daily Devotions with South Canyon Lutheran Church on this Wednesday. I am Pastor Eric and I'm glad to have you joining us uh, once again. Yesterday in our devotion, uh, we talked a little bit about Isaiah and one of the things I noted about the book of Isaiah, which is the longest book of the prophets, is that it really is composed of probably bare minimum two, but likely three or more different authors that contribute to uh, this book, writing at different times, some pre-exile, some while Israel is in exile in Babylon, and some after they've returned from exile in Babylon and are just beginning to rebuild uh, Jerusalem. But the texts and the words and the message that gets given um, to these people is different. And so yesterday we looked at Isaiah 58, and I suggested that that is a text that was um, written by the prophet to a people that were in exile. And so it's a message of, of hope and encouragement, uh, a promise of God's faithfulness. We talked about how they're experiencing this brokenness, the destruction of a city, and um, Isaiah 58 promises a um, a rebuilding, a repairing of the breach, new streets. Um, and so it's an image of hope and promise. On the other hand, uh, what we can also find in Isaiah and um, some of the other prophets that are maybe a little smaller in one particular voice represent this view, Amos, for example. Um, but we can find people that are in a place of um, sort of prosperity where maybe they begin to turn away from God. Um, begin to turn away from their neighbor and treat them unjustly. Uh, and the message that the prophet has for uh, them is very different. And we can find all of that within the book of Isaiah. So to that end, um, I want to turn our attention to Isaiah chapter 5 today. And Isaiah 5 um, is a text that we heard in uh, church a couple weeks ago, uh, the parable of the vineyard, and so we heard that alongside um, Jesus' parable of the tenants. Um, but the message of this parable is obviously a very uh, different one than the words of hope that we can find in Isaiah 58. And so I'll suggest that as you listen to this one, um, listen to this as a people that are living in prosperity, um, but really pursuing a way of injustice and exploitation of the poor in particular, that this is taking place pre-exile um, to, to Babylon. So uh, I'm going to read a, a, a bit here from Isaiah 5, um, in the entirety of the love song, and then we're going to go a little bit to maybe give a bit of the context for what's going on here and what exactly is being uh, condemned. So this is Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 5, starting at verse 1. Let me sing for my beloved, my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine, a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard than I have not done for it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. 
For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. Ah, you who join house to house, who add field to field, until there is room for no one but you, and you are left to live all alone in the midst of this land. The Lord of hosts has sworn in my hearing, surely many houses shall be desolate, large and beautiful homes without inhabitant. For ten acres of vineyard shall yield but one bath, and a homer of seed shall yield a mere ephah. And I'll, I'll pause there, um, or I'll stop there, rather. Um, and so if we think about this, I'll point out a few things that point towards the context here being a very different one than we heard in Isaiah um, 58. Um, first, we get a sense of what the problem is. And we start with this image of grapes versus wild grapes. Grapes being what God has expected from Israel, wild grapes being what has actually happened. Um, and we get a little sense of what is behind the uh, metaphor there as we look to verse seven um, and eight, and we're told that he expected justice, which would presumably be the good grapes, but saw bloodshed, so violence righteousness, but heard a cry, um, the cry presumably uh, being the cry of um, the those who have been abused and been the victims of unjust practices, which we get at least a little bit of in chapter, in verse 8 there. Ah, you who join house to house, who add field to field, until there is room for no one but you. And the image here is, particularly if we understand it, uh, the allotment to Israel when they entered the, the promised land was each family was giving a plot of land. So this idea of joining house to house and field to field um, is this accumulation of more, but very much at the expense um, of others whose family land is being taken away from them and something that the prophet certainly uh, judges to be unjust. And presumably the victims of those practices of um, the accumulation of, of wealth at the expense of others um, are those who are crying out against the bloodshed and injustice. So that's the problem. That's what's going on. And ultimately, then, if we think about what's to come in the history of Israel, particularly the destruction of Jerusalem and exile, we can see that in sort of the image of the parable, um, the removing of its hedge and the devouring of the vineyard, the breaking down of walls. Um, these images are presenting and portraying the ultimate destruction of Jerusalem that comes as people are dragged off into to exile. Uh, and so we can see here that the message at this point is a very different one than Isaiah 58. This is a message of, of judgment and condemnation for um, unjust practices uh, that um, are ultimately going to lead to the temporary destruction of, um, of Israel. And then we'll get later this message of hope that this destruction that we see take place is a temporary one. Um, but my point is simply, when we look at a book like Isaiah, we have this whole breadth of different messages um, there, and we can understand how they speak to different contexts. Um, and I think some people, you know, view that speaking to different contexts and understanding that, you know, these there are multiple Isaiahs writing to um, different spaces and different contexts is somehow taking away from the inspired nature of it that there maybe isn't just one Isaiah, but. I'll say that I see it exactly the, the opposite, um, and that what this invites us to do is hear God's word speaking to all sorts of different contexts, 
that God doesn't just throw out some sort of generic message, but God speaks to circumstances. Sometimes we need a word of comfort, but the Bible isn't all comfort. It's not all there to just make us feel good. Sometimes, as in this passage from Isaiah, 5, Isaiah chapter 5, it's meant to straighten us out. When we're going astray, when we're going away from God, when we're exploiting our neighbors, when we're acting unjustly, sometimes the Bible is meant to call us to task, which is to say, call us back towards God. And so we have all of these different things in the Bible, which is, to my mind, what makes it such um, a beautiful book and such a gift from God that it's relevant to our life and our community and our world in so many different times and different contexts. So uh, let us give thanks for that gift as uh, we pray today. Gracious God, we give you thanks for your scriptures, and particularly for your prophets, or prophets Isaiah, and the words that they offer, um, calling us to live more justly, and offering us hope and encouragement and everything in between. Um, we need your word and your guidance in good times and, and in bad, and so we thank you for the gift of the Holy Scriptures that um, offer us uh, words, direction, hope, wherever we may find ourselves this day. And I pray that wherever people are on this day, um, they may find some comfort, hope, or challenge in the words that you offer us in Holy Scripture. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me, and uh, we'll be back again with another devotion tomorrow.